This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, folks, we're just days away from a DEFCON 1 level national security nightmare at the border. But don't worry, uh, Democrat Senator Sherrod Brown, um, who's never seen a conspiracy theory, doesn't like. He says nobody's talking to him about that. You know, I actually believe him. They live in a little bubble. I got that. I ran into someone pretty cool at a restaurant this week. I'll talk about that. Major guest on the radio today. The uh, Loaded show, Tucker Carlson on the JFK assassination. A lot to talk about on this Christmas week. Monday. Uh, today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Keep prying eyeballs away from what you do online. Get a VPN. Use the one I use. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Welcome to the damn Bongino show. I got that. The Elon poll, what I really think it means. We got so much material for you. The show's loaded up. Today's show also brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Folks, the holidays are here. I'm an Omaha Steaks household. You know why? It wasn't long before they were a sponsor because the food's just darn good and it's priced great. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, delicious Omaha Steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together specially curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use code Bongino at checkout to get an additional $40 off your order. Send an assortment of mouthwatering favorites guaranteed to impress, like the legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon's delicious air-chilled boneless chicken, uh, breasts, ultra juicy burgers, and even easy to prepare meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com, use promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that'll be remembered with every delicious, unforgettable bite. Order today with complete confidence, knowing you're ordering the very best for your family around that holiday meal. Visit omahasteaks.com. 50% off, 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code Bongino at checkout to get that extra $40 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Thanks, Omaha Steaks. All right, Joseph, on this Monday, let's go. All right, here we go. We will We will have, I was excited, we will have original content for you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, Thursday, I'm having a massive surgery. Uh, I, I'll be okay. It's nothing life-threatening, I promise you. But uh, so Thursday and Friday, uh, what are we doing? We have like some best of content or something or some interviews and interviews and stuff. So we still have stuff for you here. Don't worry for the holidays. But uh, I appreciate all your patience. Uh, just one note. I was out at one of my favorite restaurants, La Forquette, uh, down here in Martin County, Florida. It is really amazing. Fran in there. The people in there are incredible. And I'm walking out. I run into John Walsh, Joe, from America's Most Wanted. I'm like, oh, right. John Walsh. He goes, Dan Bongino. And we're talking for like 20 minutes. What a great guy, man. I'm talking about the uh the uh that that the quadruple murder on that uh, off off the college campus. I mean, the guy knows so much. Just an amazing guy. So really, hat tip to him. I said, you you know, you really changed the country. You know how many bad guys got locked up because what he did after his son was kidnapped and killed Adam. Yeah. He, you know, he decided he was going to go. I mean, remember that story? And then uh Trump 
President Trump's going to be on the radio today on my radio show. Uh, don't miss that. So we got a lot to talk about today. It's going to be a really busy week. Uh, we're just days away from a DEFCON level one national security nightmare, folks. Title 42, which allows us uh, in the health pandemic to uh, turn around illegal immigrants at the border um, and send them back, uh, is about to expire. Meaning one of the primary tools we've had to control the massive flows of illegal immigration due to Joe Biden opening the border. And that's what he did. That's what he did. Oh, he doesn't open the border. Ladies and gentlemen, please stop the nonsense. There are probably three to four million people in the country illegally now since Joe Biden got in office. That may be an underestimate because Joe Biden refuses to do what he can do, which is enforce the borders of the United States of America. So please stop. Please stop, lefties. I'm not interested in your stupidity right now. It's a Monday. Biden's doing jack squat about the border and jack left town. So Title 42 expires on Wednesday. When it expires on Wednesday, it is open season. They are expecting, and I want you to digest this number here. They are expecting 14,000 illegal migrants per month, per week, ah, per three, four days, per day. Oh, per, per, oh, oh yeah. Now, I, 14, I mean, you're talking about the entire population of the county I live in in Florida in just about three, four days. Folks, 14,000 a day we probably know about. Probably six, 7,000 more you don't know about. Now, keep in mind, you can put all the platitudes you want out there. Eh, most of them are good people. Ladies and gentlemen, and any group of people, of course, most people are going to be good people, thankfully. Why do we, we know that? Because the overwhelming majority of crime is committed by a very small number of people. Doesn't matter where you're from. Those are just the facts around the world. Having said that, that doesn't mean that you didn't break the law. See, we have laws. You have a border. The border says, this is the United States. To enter, you must do A, B, C, D, and E. F is not just walk in without any citizenship paperwork whatsoever and flip everyone the middle finger. Okay, that's not F. That's not F. There may be an F in there, but it's not F. 14,000 a day? Now, you figure, let's do some simple math. You figure 1% of those people could be trafficking fentanyl, child sex trafficking. One, but let's go half of 1%, half of 1%, just to be generous. Maybe criminals, maybe potential terrorists. 1% fit one of those categories, half of 1%. You're talking about per week, still close to 1,000 people in this country could be criminals, terrorists, drug dealers. Uh, it could be child sex trafficking, hundreds a week. That's if it's half than 1%. What's Biden doing? Absolutely nothing. I mean, how many people did it take to, to conduct the 9-11 attacks? Handful. You're talking about hundreds of people a week on the low end, on the low end. What's Biden doing? He's doing nothing. He's roasting marshmallows with Jill Biden rubbing his shoulder. Hey, Joey, you're doing a great job. You're the most transformative president since FDR. Oh, he's transformative, all right. Just not for the reasons you think, lefties. Now, the Democrats don't give a damn about this whole thing because they live in a bubble. Here is one of the most hapless goons up on Capitol Hill, Sherrod Brown. I mean, a guy so grotesquely incompetent, how this guy has his job is just stunning. Here he is on a weekend show. And believe me, I don't think he's lying here. Or as my grandmother used to say, believe you me, I don't think he's lying. He says, you know, I'm around with my constituents and 
They don't mention this immigration thing at all. Joseph, this dude is not lying. Right. They live in a bubble of academics, consultants, celebrities, entertainers, sports figures. The culture's gone entirely left outside of us, the renegades and the misfits left trying to save this place. I have zero doubt they all tell them, oh, no, no, it's no big deal. They, they're not my town. They're not my town. I mean, when they came to Martha's Vineyard, don't worry, we just shipped them right out. Yeah. Here, listen to this. I don't, I don't hear a lot about immigration from voters except people on the far right that, that always want to gain political um, advantage by talking about it. <laughs> the far right. I don't, this is great. I don't hear anything about this, except for people on the far right. Really? Because I've got neighbors all over Martin County who I wouldn't describe as far right. I'd barely describe as right. They're probably centrist, if not leaning left, who are furious about what's going on at the border. Furious. But see, unlike Sherrod Brown, I actually get out of my bubble. I go out and eat in restaurants. People come up and talk to me. Some are Fox fans. Some are moderates. Some are leftists. People rarely say anything nasty. Happens once in a blue moon. But see, I actually get out of my bubble, not Sherrod Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, because I, I don't just like to describe problems. What's the solution to this? Folks, the solution is not a pretty one. The next president who comes in, if it's a Republican, DeSantis or a Trump or a Tom Cotton or a Cruz or whoever gets elected, right? We are going to have to significantly bump. And here's my suggestion. Tell me what you guys think. We take the, the money for that 87,000 IRS agents. We rescind that. We give it to the Border Patrol. We double and triple the Border Patrol and ICE. And we're going to have to deport and commit to deporting pretty much uh, large portions of people who are in this country illegally. It's the only way to send a message. I'm good with that. Yeah. It ain't going to be easy. It's not going to be pretty. But it's going to have to happen or we're going to have an open border forever. Now, I want you to watch this. This is Martha Raddatz. I mean, again, another hapless buffoon. She's a Leslie Stahl type from 60 Minutes. Sir! Sir! This is 60 Minutes. Sir, remember? This is Leslie Stahl Jr. I don't even know what she was. ABC, whatever. She's interviewing Texas Governor Greg Abbott. This is one of the most humiliating, embarrassing interviews. This is up there with Leslie Stahl's sir moment. Here she asks Greg Abbott, she's questioning him about the border, and she amazingly does the biggest dipsy-doo flipperoo you've ever seen in your life. She says, well, Joe Biden never mentioned open borders, which is absolutely false. In a Democrat debate, Joe Biden clearly said, you're seeking asylum or whatever, you come over here. It's clear as day. Clear as day. Raditz pretends that never happens. And then she says, in this bizarre twist of logic, that... Joe Biden never said it, but you guys insisting he said it is leading people to believe that there's actually open borders. Huh? You talk about the border wall. You talk about open borders. I don't think I've ever heard President Biden say, we have an open border. Come on over. But people I have heard say it are you, are former President Trump, or Ron DeSantis. That message reverberates in Mexico and beyond. So they do get the message that it is an open border and smugglers use all those kinds of statements. Uh, I don't even know how to describe that. The narrative is clearly written in advance, the Martha Raddatz narrative, that Joe Biden supports open borders, 
We don't want the public to know Joe Biden supports open borders because there's a DEFCON 1 security situation materializing right now. So what do we do? Let's lie to our audience, pretend Joe Biden never said what he said, and then blame what he said on Republicans in the oddest dipsy-doo flipperoo-gee Republicans pounce moment I think I've ever seen. <laughs> the funny part, and you should take some solace in this. We are winning. Martha Raddatz is part of a journalism ecosystem that has one job to get you the facts. Ladies and gentlemen, nobody trusts them. Nobody on the Republican side of any credibility listens to these people. And about 50 plus percent of Democrats don't trust them either. People laugh at Martha Raddatz, as you should, and Leslie Stahl. Just absolute buffoons. Buffoons. The only people taking them seriously are themselves. Okay, let's move on. Um, there was some major breaking news this weekend with Elon. I was, uh, I don't get to the movies much because everybody in the movies is all liberal. I don't want to support them. But um, my daughter, I was with my daughter and my wife this weekend. I had to step outside in the middle of the movie because I got a call from one of my business partners. And he's like, you see what's going on with Elon? I said, no, what's going on with Elon? And um, Elon yesterday uh, posted a poll. He posted this poll, should I step down as head of Twitter? He says, clearly, it's a quote, I will abide by the results of this poll. Well, 57.5% of people said uh, yes at the time uh, I took a look at this, but the poll since closed, and I think it was I think it was 58. Folks, this is serious. The liberals really want this guy gone. I have no doubt they activated their bot army to get him to step aside. Uh, I'm going to say I don't think that's a good idea. I think Elon is doing a lot of things, some, some right. I think some he's course correcting on. I think he's a visionary guy. And I think this is a big mistake. Because all of this is happening as we're finally starting to make progress and significant progress about the massive First Amendment implications. Massive First Amendment implications of the Twitter files. There was another drop of Twitter files. Twitter files dropped six on Friday, and you may have caught my coverage of it on my Saturday night show on Fox. And there was a supplemental Twitter drop last night by Taibbi. I'll get to that in a second. But they're they're now admitting. What did I take? You know, once in a while, I I I hate being right. Sometimes I just want to believe once in a while that there are Democrats who actually have some dignity and believe in the Constitution. And I got to tell you, and I'm not messing with you. I'm talking about not the voting Democrats, but elected Democrats up on Capitol Hill. I, I'm not messing with you guys. I can't find one. I was sent this Ted Lieu thing on Twitter. Remember last week, Ted Lieu was like, <laughs> no, there's nothing we can do about Elon. Remember, Joe? Yeah. There's nothing we can do about Elon Musk. He's a private citizen. Ted Lieu is a radical leftist communist. And a couple of people said, look, Dan, finally, leftists are coming around. What did I say last week? They are not coming around. Trust me, Ted Lieu is not coming around to the Constitution. Ted Lieu is probably knee-deep in this and is trying to CYA. And unfortunately, I was proven right here just the other day. Ted Lieu again on Twitter, now admitting that the FBI, he's responding to Elon Musk, who's asking him, Congressman Lou, are you aware of this FBI program? The program they're talking about is the FBI's meetings with Twitter to censor content. So Elon asked him a simple question. Were you aware of the program? Simple questions require simple answers. He says, dear Elon, simple answer. Have you tried reading the FBI's mission? The FBI considers strategic engagement with U.S. tech companies, including threat indicator sharing, to be important in combating foreign influence actors. 
Notice how Ted Lieu did totally dodges the question and doesn't address anything in the Twitter drop six, Twitter drop six or the supplemental. That is not what the FBI was doing. Threat indicator sharing. The FBI went to Twitter and said, please remove these accounts. They were a bunch of low follower troll accounts. They just didn't like. You see what these guys are? These guys are not our friends. Please. Don't get suckered by this. Ted Lou's admitting it. He's admitting it right here that they violated the First Amendment. They may have broken the law, the FBI, by violating Title 18, Section 241, a conspiracy to crush people's civil rights. They may be law-breaking here. There's unquestionably some civil litigation. Ted Lou's admitting it right now. Why? Because I think he's involved. Folks, they're not hiding it anymore. The only ones hiding it are people are trying to hide and trying to come clean are people who I think may have some liability here. This guy isn't even smart enough to do that. Here's our buddy Shifty. He's on one of the weekend shows. He just comes right out with it. This guy doesn't care about the Constitution at all. He's like, hey, listen, guys, be a real shame if your place burned down. We're meeting with these social media companies and we're telling them, Hey, man, we'll give you immunity if you censor content like we say. But if you don't, you're going to be real trouble, wink it or not. Here, take a listen. I think we've got a big problem right now with social media companies and their failure to moderate content and the explosion of hate on Twitter, um, the banning of journalists on Twitter. Um, I don't think these companies should enjoy an immunity from liability when they behave this way. Uh, you know, we can't tell them what to say or not say, but we, we gave them immunity. We said, if you'll be responsible moderators of content, uh, we will give you immunity. They haven't been. So why should they continue to enjoy that immunity from, from responsibility and liability? I, I love this guy. I love this. <laughs> Isn't it? We can't tell them what to say or not say. But if you don't listen to what we tell you <laughs> not to say on Twitter, yes, we're going to cut your immunity and regulate the hell out of you. Yeah. I, I, uh, is anyone falling for this? I mean, it, it, it's really stunning how many media leftists are supporting this obvious lurch towards totalitarianism. It's stunning. Stunning. I got more. John Turley has a great piece coming up. They're even putting it in writing now. What? The totalitarianism? Oh, yeah. Adam Schiff. In writing. They're making their demands in writing. As if there's never going to be any penalty for their obvious violation of your civil liberties. I'll show you what I mean in a minute. Uh, folks, appreciate your patience today. we got a lot of sponsors want to talk to you in this lead up to Christmas. They're good companies. Thank you very much for your time. They appreciate it. I appreciate it. Stamps.com. Right about now, seasonal excitement or dread is really starting to settle in, especially for small businesses. Sliding through traffic to the post office, inbox more like a blizzard than a winter wonderland, rushing to send cards and gifts to your loyal clients. It's not too late to get your holiday mailing and shipping under control with Stamps.com. Sign up now. You'll be printing your own postage in minutes. Stamps.com is your one-stop shop for all your shipping and mailing needs. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Get access to USPS and UPS services you need to run your business right now from your computer. No lines, no traffic, no hassle. I can vouch for them and use them myself. Even save money with major discounts on USPS and UPS shipping rates up to 86% off. The holiday season, this holiday season, trade late nights for silent nights and get started with Stamps.com. Stamps.com, get started today. 
Sign up with promo code Dan for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contract. Just go to stamps.com, click on that microphone at the top of the homepage, and enter code Dan. Really appreciate it. Stamps.com, microphone top of the homepage. Enter code Dan. Thanks, stamps.com. We appreciate it. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black in two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. So here's what I mean. Jonathan Turley is a great blog. It's linked in my newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter, if you'd like to check it out and subscribe. It's free, of course. Censor or else, Democratic members warn Facebook not to backslide on censorship. Folks, again, it's only the biggest First Amendment story of our time. How these government actors like Adam Schiff, Ted Lieu, Joe Biden, you know, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, Jen Psaki, Anthony Fauci, and others used weaponized power of government. You give them and a consent to the governed society when you pay these people. How they use that weaponized power to censor you on social media is just shocking. Here's Jonathan Turley talking about a letter they wrote to Facebook. They said that these four Democratic members are talking about Adam Schiff. Uh, Castor, Carson, and Sheldon Whitehouse, these four Democrats sent some letter to Facebook trying to force Facebook to recommit their words to censoring opposing views and making election censorship policies permanent. Otherwise, they suggest, here's the wink and a nod, be a real shame if your place burned down, folks. Otherwise, they suggest they may be forced to exercise oversight into any move by Facebook to alter or roll back certain misinformation policies. Ladies and gentlemen, what else do you need to see? Do what we're going to tell you. We're weaponizing our power. And if you don't, we're going to weaponize that power to hurt your company. It's right there. They're in writing. Folks, these people need to be investigated for violations of the law. And if proven correct, they should be arrested and prosecuted. I'm not kidding. This is tyrannical, totalitarian bull. And you know it. It is. They're admitting to it. Title 18, Section 241. These people, if we can prove the elements of the crime, should be put in jail. And a message should be sent immediately. Here's what broke on Friday. I'm not going to go too deep into it because the files, you can read them. They're rather lengthy. The gist of it is this. The FBI, there's now no longer any question the FBI conspired with Twitter and possibly other social media companies, as I laid out in my show on uh, Saturday night on Fox. Thank you for watching. There's no longer any question the FBI conspired to crush people's civil rights. It may be criminally and civilly responsible for that. The FBI met with Twitter on a weekly basis and demanded Americans be censored. Americans, they convicted of no crimes. So Taibbi notes, who, who was uh, the journalist who did the Twitter drop on Friday, and then the addendum that came out last night on a Sunday. He notes the FBI responded to Friday's report by saying, quote, 
regularly engages with private sector entities to provide information specific to identified foreign malign influence actors, subversive, undeclared, covert, or criminal activities. Folks, that's just a lie. To the FBI and Christopher Ray, can you please stop the bull? Can you please stop? You wanted Billy Baldwin censored. Isn't he like an actor or something? As Taibbi notes in his follow-up tweet, that may be true, but we haven't seen that in the documents to date. Instead, we've seen FBI requests for moderation involving low-follower accounts belonging to ordinary Americans and Billy Baldwin. Folks, I spent time in this space proudly over a decade of my life. It is an awesome power for the government to deliver you a commission book, a badge, and a gun, and say you have the power of the United States government to take people's freedom and potentially their life. That's a big deal. This power has been thoroughly and completely abused by the FBI. How many scandals are we going to see? The collusion scandal, the Spygate scandal, the impeachment scandal the Hunter Biden scandal, the Facebook scandal, the Twitter scandal. Ladies and gentlemen, it's over. It is time and way past time that legislators grab the bull by the horns, grow a pair, and disband this now thoroughly broken agency. If there are good people left there, which I'm sure there are, you can have them join another agency. You can break up their mission and give it to people who actually care. The FBI is done. They will never be trusted again, constituted as they are. And Christopher Ray is clearly, clearly at this point, un, absolutely unworthy of his position. Taibbi notes, too, it's no secret the government analyzes bulk data for all sorts of purposes, everything from tracking terrorist suspects to making economic forecasts. Folks, it's public stuff. We get it. But the Twitter files show something new, he notes. Agencies like the FBI and DHS regularly sending social media content to Twitter through multiple entry points, pre-flagged for moderation. None of these people, as far as we know, has been charged with any crime. These people, the FBI was saying, take down from Twitter. Billy Baldwin, the actor, he's not even a conservative. None of these people. And the fact that this happened over Republican and Democrat administrations is shocking that the media keeps making this a scandal and they be- making you believe it's only a scandal. Now, this has been a bipartisan disaster. The FBI does not, should not exist anymore constituted as it currently is. What's the reason? It's been an absolute disaster. Pre-flagging content, there's a process for the FBI. They go to court, swear in front of a judge, Joe, that they have information about a potential crime and they believe here's the probable cause to get a warrant or a search. Yeah. None of this happened. Nothing. There's no judge intervening. Nothing. The FBI just went to Twitter and said, we don't like this guy, that guy, that guy, nuke this guy. Well, how, how is that? How is that not a violation of your civil liberties? They're, they're searching for. It's not crimes that have been committed. And these are the these are the people. They're going to Twitter saying, these are the people. Well, what's the crime? Twitter's like, do you guys have a crime here? No, we don't have a crime. Just get rid of these people. 
But why? Well, here you see now why Twitter's been a symbiote in all this. New York Post article by John Levine. It's awesome. It's in my newsletter today. Twitter's top ranks riddled with ex-FBI employees. More than a dozen former friends flocked to the company in the months and years prior to Elon's purchase of the social network. Gee, why is that? Jeez. Because Because the FBI understood that this is the new public square. The FBI wanted to violate people's civil liberties. Clearly, it's on the record. And there was no better way to do it than to do it on Twitter. All right, folks, trust in our institutions is really at dangerously low levels. And stuff like this doesn't help either. Tucker Carlson, I rarely cut more than one or two segments from a video. You know that. But Tucker had a pretty stunning monologue. I was actually thinking for the first time in a while about doing a little addendum to the show on my locals account this weekend. Tucker did a pretty shocking statement about a pretty shocking monologue about the JFK assassination and an insider at the CIA, he alleges, gave him some really shocking information. I know it's the kind of stuff that teases Joe's eardrums. We'll get to that in a second. I'll play the video. And I'll tell you, having been, again, obviously in the Secret Service, I'll tell you what I know or don't. Because it's always assumed like we have this inside scoop on stuff. I'll get to that. In a second. And again, I really appreciate your patience with the sponsors. They want to be here this week. And I thank you all for your time. It means a lot. GetRefunds.com. If you own a business, it's been a bumpy ride from the pandemic to inflation. I'm sure you could use a break. If your business has five or more employees and managed to survive COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. It's not a loan. There's no payback. It's a refund of your taxes. Here's the challenge. Getting your hands on it. How do you cut through the red tape and get your business the refund money? Go to GetRefunds.com. They have a team of tax attorneys they put together that are highly trained in this little-known payroll tax refund program. They've already returned $1 billion to businesses, and they can help you too. They do all the work. There's no charge up front. And they simply charge a percentage of the cash they get for you. Businesses of all types can qualify, including those who took PPP, nonprofits, even those that had increases in sales. To find out if your business qualifies, go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, and answer a few questions. This payroll tax refund is only available for a limited amount of time. Don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. Again, I appreciate your patience. Uh, One more uh, spot here in this segment here. Folks, Folds of Honor. Uh, I'm going to play at the end of the show a segment I did on Fox & Friends this weekend. It is my favorite charity. They give the gift of education to their uh, charity recipients, to people uh, and and the sons and daughters of people who have been lost in combat and first responders. It is an amazing charity. Folks, Folds of Honor provides life-changing scholarships for these families. Their noble mission now includes families of fallen or disabled first responders. This year alone, they've awarded 9,000 scholarships. I can't vouch strongly enough. I wear it for this charity. I wear their shirt every day. Freedom isn't free, folks. Think of the story of uh, Marine Corps uh, Master Sergeant Aaron Torian. Died in February of 2014 in Afghanistan. Survived by his wife, Jirley, and their three children, Elijah, Laura, and Avery. Without their hero, the Torian family was not left behind. Each child is a multi-year scholarship recipient from Folds of Honor. It's going to change their life. The need is great, folks. Please join Folds of Honor and the Squadron today. I'll show you what we did this weekend. We put our money where our mouth is. It matters. Go to foldsofhonor.org slash squadron to donate. Join the mission today. For just $13 a month, please join foldsofhonor.org slash squadron. Change your life today. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks uh, for your patience. We appreciate it. 
With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Folks, we trust an institution at an all-time low, the CDC, the FBI, the DNI, the DHS. I, I hate to tell you this, but I mean, pretty much every cabinet entity right now, nobody trusts the government anymore. We really didn't need to hear that there may be some additional information about the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Now, let me put out in advance so you know, I hide nothing from you. Please listen to me. This is one of those... Uh, Meet the parents, Fokker moments. That's an O for the censors out there. Fokker, I, there's nothing to hide here. I, you have my word on my life. If I knew something about it, I would tell you. When you go to Secret Service school, they talk about the JFK assassination a thousand times over. But they don't, there's nothing they tell you that's not in the public space. I'm sure there's classified stuff. I have not seen it. The only reason they talk about it is to show you what not to do. They say, oh, look at this. We were in open limo. That was dumb. Look at this. We didn't have the strategic high ground. That was dumb. Look at this. There was a choke point. In other words, the limo had to slow down by the uh, book depository. Nah. That was a problem. Choke points a turn because the car has to slow down to make the turn. So in motorcades, we learn avoid choke points as often as you can. Avoid turns. If, if you can, try to take the straight route, even if it's longer. Okay. So there's a lot of things we learn, but it's never discussed from like, Oh, and it was a conspiracy. No, we don't know. I, I know what you know. So I just want to get that out there because there'll be someone like, oh, Dan's hiding some information. I promise you, I hide nothing from you. I think you know that by now. Here's Tucker uh, last week. He says that uh, there was a new release of the JFK files and information, and it wasn't a lot new in there, but he gives kind of a summary first about what happened. So check this out. So not long after Jack Ruby shot Lee Harvey Oswald on camera in the basement of Dallas police headquarters, a lot of Americans started to have some questions about the Kennedy assassination. It was, you'd have to admit, a pretty extraordinary sequence of events. A lone gunman murders the president of the United States. And then less than 48 hours later, that lone gunman is himself murdered by another lone gunman. What are the odds of that? It's one thing if you get struck by lightning, rare but possible. But if every member of your family also gets struck by lightning all on different days, you might begin to suspect these are not entirely natural events. But oh, replied the U.S. government, they are. This bizarre chain of killings was all entirely natural. So less than a year after the JFK assassination, the Johnson White House released something called the Warren Commission Report. And the report concluded that while their motives remained unclear, both Lee Oswald and Jack Ruby had acted alone. No one helped them. There was no conspiracy of any kind. Case closed. Time to move on. And many, many Americans did move on. At the time, they had no idea how shoddy and corrupt the Warren Commission was. It would be nearly 50 years before the CIA admitted under duress that, in fact, it had withheld information from investigators about its relationship with Lee Harvey Oswald. Mm. So there was no conspiracy to assassinate JFK, according to the Warren Commission. Folks, uh, unlike most people out there, and I want to hat tip Tucker for doing the same, I'm not afraid to ask these questions because I'm not afraid of being called a conspiracy theorist. Because, Joe, 
we've been called the conspiracy theorists about 15 or 20 <laughs> times by people that actually matter. Hell and yes. every time the conspiracy theory turned out to be true. So I'll take another one. I'm going to ask some questions. So Tucker says, listen, the CIA had no role in this. It wasn't a conspiracy. That's really strange because it was a psychiatrist that, inter uh, that interviewed Lee Harvey Oswald, the assassin of JFK, uh, interviewed him afterwards. And as it turns out, we only found out a little while afterwards that this is funny. They're running a promo on uh, Fox now about the JFK thing, too, that the, uh, the, the that the psychiatrist who interviewed Oswald had a CIA connection. That's kind of something interesting I'd like to hear about. You? <laughs> you know, listen, to, listen to Tucker explain this. Check this out. But despite 60 years of name calling, those questions have not disappeared. In fact, they have multiplied with time. And here's one of them. In April of 1964, a psychiatrist called Louis Joylin West visited Jack Ruby in his isolation cell in a Dallas jail. According to West's written assessment, he found that Jack Ruby was, quote, technically insane and in need of immediate psychiatric hospitalization. Those are conclusions that, puzzlingly, no one who had spoken to Jack Ruby previously had reached. Ruby had seemed perfectly sane to the people who knew him. Louis Joylin West pronounced him crazy. But what, what West did not say was that he was working for the CIA at the time. Louis Joylin West was a contract psychiatrist for the spy agency. He was also an expert on mind control and a prominent player in the now infamous MK Ultra program in which the CIA gave powerful psychiatric drugs to Americans without their knowledge. So of all the psychiatrists in the world, what in the world was this guy doing in Jack Ruby's prison cell? The media did not seem interested in finding out. So, uh, sorry, interviewed Jack Ruby. So that's kind of interesting because Ruby's the one who shot Oswald and declared him insane. So nobody finds it strange that Lee Harvey Oswald assassinates JFK in one of the most tragic moments in American history from the book depository. Ruby goes and kills Oswald, kills Oswald, right, in this chain of killings. And then a psychiatrist interviews Ruby, conveniently says he's insane, despite no one else coming to that conclusion. And there's some kind of CIA connection. Ladies and gentlemen, is it is it all explainable away by Occam's razor? Possibly. Keep it simple, stupid, right? Problem is, even the simple explanations start begging even further questions. Now, here's why I'm bringing this up. Ordinarily, I'd leave a segment like this for another day, but this is critical. Tucker says he's got a source, and I have no reason to disbelieve him. He's the largest cable news audience in primetime. Uh, so cable news audiences like that have people who reach out all the time, and a lot of them are usually credible. So Tucker says he's got a source in the CIA who's seen some of the paperwork, and this guy's suggesting that the CIA's role in this chain of killings may be a little more significant than the Warren Commission alleges. Don't listen to me. Listen to Tucker. Check this out. We spoke to someone who had access to these still hidden CIA documents, a person who was deeply familiar with what they contain. We asked this person directly, did the CIA have a hand in the murder of John F. Kennedy, an American president? And here's the reply we received verbatim. Quote, the answer is yes. I believe they were involved. It's a whole different country from what we thought it was. It's all fake. It's hard to imagine a more jarring response than that. Again, this is not a, quote, conspiracy theorist that we spoke to. Not even close. This is someone with direct knowledge of the information that once again is being withheld 
from the American public? And the answer we received was unequivocal. Yes, the CIA was involved in the assassination of the president. Listen, man, that's a shocking claim. And that's the kind of thing serious media people uh, would be looking into right now if they weren't a bunch of hacks like Martha Raddatz. Now, what does involved mean? I mean, we could speculate all day. My answer is I don't know. But would it be out of the realm of possibility that the CIA may have had Oswald as a, some kind of a contact, whether it was an intelligence contact or whatever it may be, or may have been using Oswald for something? The CIA was uncomfortable with that information coming out? I don't know. If we had a bunch of journalists working on it, uh, maybe we get some answers, but it seems like outside of Tucker, nobody cares because the natural gut instinct now for the media is to take your lips, sew them to the ass of the deep state and protect them under any at all circumstances. I want to show you this uh, quickly. This thread by Cliff Sims is incredible. If you ever were convinced or uh, failed to be convinced, I'm sorry, about the, the ass kissing relationship that's parasitic for America, but symbiotic for them amongst the deep state, and the media. Read this thread by Cliff Sims. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. He's at Cliff underscore Sims on Twitter. He's a former national security guy under the Trump administration. He put out this amazing thread about just how deep the rabbit hole goes with the media national security uh, uh, deep state con uh, connection. He's talking about the, uh, the Russian laptop story. Tweet number one. He talks about how on October 16th, Adam Schiff came out, clown we played earlier in the show, Democrat congressman. And Adam Schiff said that the laptop, the Hunter laptop, was part of a quote, you know, Russian smear on Biden. Well, John Ratcliffe, who was the director of national intelligence at the time, who Sims worked with, says there's zero intelligence to support this just a few days later. The press, he notes, played it like it was a, quote, battle joke. History has proven who is a liar and politicized their position. Here's the press. Ratcliffe and Schiff battle over Biden's emails and politicized intelligence. There was no battle. John Ratcliffe had the information that it was false. This wasn't the Russian laptop. It was Hunter's. And Adam Schiff completely made it up. But you see how the press frames the narrative, how it's always about framing? There was no battle. The press could have shut this down and said Adam Schiff lies with zero evidence claims Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian. Here's another tweet from the thread. This is good stuff. Oh, 100%. 100%. If, if Hunter Biden was a Republican, absolutely. That's what happened. Natasha Bertrand, the biggest tool of the deep state, a reporter with no human dignity at all. Adam, Natasha Bertrand, who amazingly still has a job on October 19th, after being told the story is disinformation and being warned by Sims, as he indicates in his tweet, she writes the story anyway, political. Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo, dozens of former Intel officials say. <laughs> Fellas, oh. she's told the story's fake, dude. And she writes it anyway. Yeah. She's told by the DNI, this is fake. She writes, it gets better. It gets better. Here's the third tweet. Here's Natasha Bertrand. She claims that John Ratcliffe on October 28th, about a week plus later, when he's giving a speech on this and says, listen, there is interference in the election, but it's the Iranians who are trying to attack Donald Trump with, with interference. Natasha Bertrand has to, of course, provide cover now and get back to the rush of disinformation story. So she claims John Ratcliffe, quote, went off script with his comments about Iran. And she says two anonymous senior officials were sources. Cliff Sims pushes back and notes, number one, it was in the script. And number two, it was true. 
How do we know it was true? Because as he notes in his last tweet, the Biden administration's DNI noted in a release that Iran's influence campaign was designed to undercut President Trump and so discord. Ladies and gentlemen, Natasha Bertrand, after being the lead proponent of PP hoaxes, collusion hoaxes, Russian laptop hoaxes, being told repeatedly she is fake news, amazingly still has a job. All right, I got more coming up. Let me get to my last sponsor, including a really touching story, Joe. You guys saw it about uh, Uncle Frank from Joe Biden. It was a shocking, oh, really yeah. touching story. I, yeah. I know, I heard it. Did you, well, you get you get kind of teared up a little bit? Um, um, you know, Kleenex? Glad you're including it, yeah. It was, I know, me too, me too. You know, it's a, it's a happy week, but touching story. We'll have to break that down in a minute. Our last sponsor, uh, Birch Gold. I use Birch Gold, B-I-R-C-H, purchase gold from them uh, multiple times. Why? Because I want to hedge against inflation, which is going to get worse. With the lack of a red wave during the, wed- uh, with, during the midterms, we got a big problem. You got an emboldened Biden, more government spending coming, higher taxes. How are you going to protect your hard-earned savings from the reinvigorated left and inflation? The answer, gold. Gold is the world's oldest, most proven form of currency. It's there for you when inflation soars and when other assets go sideways. That's why Birch Gold is so thrilled to announce a new product that reimagines gold as currency, the gold back. This month, you'll get a free gold back for every $5,000 purchased when you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a precious metals IRA with Birch Gold by December 22nd. Birch Gold will help you own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered account. How do you get it? Text DAN, D-A-N, to 989898 to claim your free information kit on gold. Then talk to one of their precious metal specialists. Plus, with every purchase you make before December 22nd, you'll get a free gold back. It's a great stocking stuffer just in time for Christmas. I buy my gold from Birch Gold. You can too, B-I-R-C-H. Text DAN to 989898 and protect your savings with gold today. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Message and data rates apply. Thanks, Birch Gold. Uh, We appreciate it. So uh, as we've been getting at with uh, the media's coverage of Elon, the media's coverage of Joe Biden, the media's coverage of deep state disasters, uh, the media coverage of the JFK incident, They create an alternate reality, and Joe Biden lives in it. He told this really touching story, Joe Biden, in an event about his Uncle Frank at a Purple Heart. And given that I lost an uncle in Vietnam, I'm not messing with you, by the way. I heard this story. I thought, wow, it's a pretty uh, touching story. Here, I want you to listen to yourself. You know, uh, my dad, when I got elected vice president, he said, Joey, Uncle Frank fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He was not feeling very well now, not because of the Battle of the Bulge, but he said, and he won the Purple Heart, and he never received it. He never, he never got it. Do you think you could help him get it? We'll surprise him. So he got him the Purple Heart. He had won it in the Battle of the Bulge. And I remember he came over to the house, and I came out, and he said, present it to him. Okay, we had the family there. I said, Uncle Frank, you won this, and I went to peace. He said, I don't want the damn thing. I'm serious. He said, I don't want it. I said, what's the matter, Uncle Frank? You earned it. He said, yeah, but the others died. The others died. I lived. I don't want it. Well, the story caught my ear because my grandfather, uh, a hero to me, Frank Bongino, who was a great man, uh, the legend in my eyes. I can't say enough about him. He fought in the Battle of the Bulge. So I heard that story. I thought, oh, listen, I don't like Biden, but his Uncle Frank sounds like a heroic guy, and he very well may be. Problem is, Joe Biden made the story up again. Yeah. <sighs> he says shocker red state 
uh, the great Bonchi. Biden makes up a story about awarding a Purple Heart, and it gets worse from there. Problem, ladies and gentlemen, is Joe Biden's claiming he was, uh, what, vice president when it went down? Uncle Frank died in 1999, meaning it was possible, it was impossible for him to award a Purple Heart after becoming vice president. He wasn't vice president. He, they note, Bonchi notes, it would have been an escape hatch there, claiming the award came posthumously. Had the president not then asserted that Uncle Frank was still alive at the time and doing well. Did you catch the tell? There was a tell. Now I'm serious. Yeah. I, I, shame on me. Thank you for, really, I'm seriously, serious. thank you for stopping me. I usually do that, and I didn't this time. Oh, okay. Folks, I'm a big analyst of language, body language, and micro expressions. I love it. I used my psychology training in life often for that thing, <laughs> for to do that, to analyze people. Whenever Biden says, as Joe just accurately stated, hey, man, this is the truth. Or he says, like, I'm serious. Yeah. Or, or this isn't a joke. It's, it's a verbal tick he does because he knows he's about to lie. And he feels if he reasserts the veracity of the information he's about to mislead you about, that you're going to extra believe it. So thank you for pointing that out. Joe. He did it yeah. again. It's the tell every time. Not a joke. This really happened. No, no, I'm not kidding. This is, I'm serious, man. That's Joe Biden's tell that he's about to lie. And he says that, you know, the next words out of his mouth are, are a lie. Listen, I wanted to cover this quickly. Speaking of weak men with self-confidence problems. So um, Joe's been in the radio business a lot longer than me. I'm new to it. I'm a year and a half in. I have to tell you, I've enjoyed immensely talking to you on the radio, but I got to be candid to you. I have not enjoyed the business side of it. It has nothing to do with program directors or anything else like that. They're good people or the audience. It has everything to do with some of the people out there. There are people in this business, ladies and gentlemen, on the radio side specifically, podcasting, not so much. The reason is, and, and Joe, you could probably attest to this on the podcast side. Yeah. Podcasts are open season. If you want a podcast, you just do one. Right. Joe, Guy could do the Joe, Joe could do the Joe show. He could do the Guy show tomorrow. It's not zero sum. For Guy to do a show doesn't affect Joe. Now, how audiences choose to listen is, but it's not someone stopping you from getting a podcast. You get what I'm saying, right. folks? Yeah. So I, on the podcast side, and Joe's being on both sides for a long time now, is definitely like, you could almost be a guest on this one. The podcast side's different. You don't see people like with the childish sniping. Radio, holy Moses. I've just got familiar with this about a year and a half ago when I got my own show. People you thought were friends instantly want to cut your throat because it's not the same. There's only a certain amount of real estate, okay? An hour spent by me on the radio on a station means someone else isn't in that hour. Podcast different. Yeah. The radio business is very, Joe, is it not, is it not full of people who will cut your nuts off tomorrow morning oh, yeah. in a second if they and, could? And the petty sniping. I mean, it's just never oh, ending, you know? It is. Yeah. It's infantile. It's infantile. So ever since I got this national show, I guess the people who didn't get it, you have no idea how many people behind the scenes are constantly like nipping at my heels. It's, I usually ignore it, not to bore you with it. But this clown at MAL, Larry O'Connor, who was on vacation last week, decides to engage an account on Twitter and start taking a shot at me for my stance against the vaccine mandate against Cumulus, which is the radio syndicator. I don't want to bore you with this stuff, but you're going to hear about it on Twitter. Here's the bottom line, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to move on from this after today just because I don't want to bore you with it anymore. 
This joker over at MAL, who pretended to be my friend, by the way, for a long time, along with his buddy, Derek Hunter, who also took a shot at me, too. Uh, again, I don't know, because they didn't get the job, and now they're just pissed off. I, I have no idea why. They never confronted me. They went on Twitter to do it. Larry O'Connor never did jack squat when I was protesting what Cumulus was doing, firing people over the vaccine mandate. They're the company that runs my radio show. Larry did nothing. Never called me. Never reached out, never made his demands clear to Cumulus on the air, which is his powerful way to do it. He's on WMAL. He never said anything. As far as I know, he never reached out about money or support of the people who were fired. Not to me. If he reached out to them and donated to them, I'd love to hear about it. So it's kind of interesting that he put this tweet out suggesting like what we did uh, didn't, it didn't make a difference. And it was making it, he implies it's all about me. Really, it was about me leaving the second, third, or whatever biggest radio show in the country to take a stand against Cumulus's vaccine mandates when my contract's up? Meanwhile, this dipwad did absolutely nothing? And you're attacking me? You can take a seat, bro. You can go sit over there and take the cotton out of your ears and stick it in your mouth. You think I'm going to let this go with you? I'm, I never let anything go. Ever. It's a fact. This guy never did a damn thing. He sat by while his co-hosts, too, got let go repeatedly, and he did nothing. Just warning you, if you get in this business, these people on the radio side will sell you out in a heartbeat. That's why I've always been grateful for people like Hannity and Levin, who have never, ever, ever, they'll, they'll do anything to help you, anything, even if helping you costs them a little bit on their show. I'm not kidding. Not this guy. Big fraud. All right, I'm going to end on a good note because it is a Christmas week. So the shirts, this is one of them. The Dan Bongino Show Folds of Honor shirt. This is the white one. It kind of pops on TV. Dan Bongino Show on the sleeve. Can you see this, Gee? Freedom. Freedom isn't free. In the back, can you see that? Thank oh, yeah. you. Hold on. That's the Birdwell here. The shirts sold out. They sold out in record time. We couldn't believe it. Honestly, folks, we thought we'd sell a couple hundred shirts. We blew past that on day one. They will be back in stock. Keep checking at Bongino.com, hopefully in the new year. We sold out of these. They are awesome shirts. Folds of Honor, Freedom Isn't Free, and all of my proceeds, all of my proceeds are going to Folds of Honor. We are not making a dime off that. The first batch of shirts in three days Raise $10,000 in our funds for Folds of Honor, which is amazing. Yep. Thanks to you. Now, just to make sure, thank you, fellas, that there was no confusion about where the money was going, I went on Fox and Friends this weekend, and the guy who runs Folds of Honor, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Dan Rooney, um, I decided to up it a little bit just to make sure there was no confusion. You know, Joe, sometimes you're like, well, Dan, you raised 10500 right. You only did ten, so... I said, let's round up a little bit just to make sure there's no confusion about where the money is. So this happened this week. So we have a check for you, Dan, and Folds of Honor. And the website, folks, is foldsofhonor.org. Grab a seat, Isabel, if you Aww. want. I'm move over a little bit. <laughs> there you go. She's in the camera. So if you'd hand us this check, Dan, this is for you. We even made a fake check. It's real money, though, I promise. <laughs> uh, Folds of Honor. It is for $50,000. Um, now, let me just say, I want to thank my listeners. 
because we were selling, I'm blocking my daughter. So we were selling these T-shirts, the Dan Bongino Show T-shirts with Folds of Honor. And 10,000 of this is from them. All of our proceeds are going to Folds of Honor. Uh, but you know what, Dan, I got to tell you, my wife and I were chatting this morning. And uh, I was brushing my teeth, actually, if you want to know the gory details. And she said, you know, I really love Dan Rooney and Folds of Honor. So we're going to scratch that out. And I am going to add another 50 for a $100,000 check to Folds of Honor uh, for you guys. Change Sorry, that banner. My daughter Folds of Honor, there you go. Folds of Honor, $100,000. Foldsofhonor.org is the website. You give the gift of education, Dan. Thank you for That's everything amazing. you do. That's amazing. Dan and your family, you guys are true patriots. Thanks for your service. Thanks for supporting our, our humble mission to leave no family behind on the field of battle. What a great Christmas present. Oh, my gosh. Speechless. Awesome. Love you guys. Now, here was the check. The 100000 bucks. Now, listen, let me, uh, let me just put a little disclaimer on this. Charitable giving, I believe, should largely be done in private. Most of mine is, by the way. So I appreciate you giving me kind of a bit of a dispensation on this. The reason I did that one so publicly is I really am trying to encourage, as you can see, I mentioned the website multiple times, just people to donate, foldsofhonor.org. And when the shirts come back in, uh, if you guys could buy some, buy as many as you can, uh, they'll be back soon in the new year. We would really appreciate it. I'll let you know when they're back. Just keep checking the website and I'll let you know as well. But uh, you all are awesome. Thank you to Folds of Honor. We really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you enjoyed that segment. And uh, don't miss the radio show today. We got President Donald Trump and I believe one of his first interviews. So check that out, Bongino.com. Go to Station Finder. Uh, you can see what station we're on near you. Thanks for tuning in. See you all later. You just heard Dan Bongino.